Welcome, sports fans, to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. The presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank, your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Also sponsored by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, man, add some folks to that list. We got great news. We got uh, more uh, uh, partners on the way. It is time for the Matt Mosley Show. And uh, get uh, getting you ready today for big uh, women's basketball tonight from Lubbock. And I think they call that, what is it, Spirit Arena, American uh, it's um, it's a it's a it's a it's a great place. It's a really become a tough place to play, especially for the men. Women used to have just a great following at Texas Tech, and I think that's coming back under Coach Gerlick. So we'll see if the Baylor women can keep the momentum going. They were zero and two, and that's one of the things that uh, Coach Collin has continued to tell them is remember what it felt like nine or ten days ago. Let's not forget that feeling and um, and stay after it. So it'll be a it'll be a tough road environment, but uh, the the uh, Baylor women should be up to the task, and uh, that'll be a seven o'clock tip tonight on ESPN Central Texas six thirty on the uh, on the pregame, and of course that's uh, Derek and Sophia on the call for the uh, for the Baylor women. So we will. Uh, We'll get you ready for that one and just kind of see how everything goes. Got a big show planned for you today. We'll continue to – we'll let you hear a little bit later in the program from Sean Payton and, you know, whether he truly is going to sit out a year and what that means for the Cowboys coaching job, what that means for uh, Mike McCarthy, all of those things. We'll do that a little later in the program. Then a treat today uh, at around 5, we are going to – I really was uh, – because uh, I had thought about trying to get Mark Vidal on since he's part of the Chiefs organization, since he was a, a great Baylor player. In fact, I always think of Mark when um, Aaron, I was listening to those announcers last night, and they said, well, Baylor lost, uh, you know, Jared Butler, Maceo Teague, Davion Mitchell. And I thought, oh, no, they, you've got to say Vidal because Vidal hears about that or if he's watching and they don't mention Vidal. He gets uh, he gets a little perturbed, and I don't blame him because he was an enormous part of that national title, and um, so it, it'll be uh, that'll be fun. He was on with John Morris, the John Morris Show. Aaron, did um, did you ask for John's permission to to use that interview to reissue that at uh, at five o'clock today? Do you think John's going to be okay with that? I think so. Yeah. Okay. All right. I don't want John getting on to us. <laughs> He might say, hey, that's an exclusive Morris interview. But, you know, we, if he ever sees anything he likes on our show, we, we let him use that. So I think, uh, I think John will be fine with it. But uh, anxious to hear that because I was kind of excited to hear that Mark Vidal had been on. <clears throat> Coming up at 420, we're going to talk about uh, – and we're going to let you sound off on this as well. So – uh, I'll give the number, and I'll let you text in or call in. But I, I know we got a lot of great baseball fans in the area. And 
Big Poppy is uh, got voted into the Hall of Fame, and this was the last year uh, for uh, Bonds before he would go to sort of the veteran committee tor- sort of deal. And so he and Clemens and Kurt Schilling, uh, none of them got in. Now, it's notoriously hard to get into the Baseball Hall of Fame. It really is. It's harder to get into that than than the, uh, the just the way they do the voting and everything and the percentage that it takes. I think it's harder to get in that than the Pro Football Hall of Fame, the Hockey Hall of Fame, although in, in the even the uh, the Pro the NBA Hall of Fame is kind of a different animal. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> it's a uh, it's really really interesting what has happened and um, in a lot of ways. McGuire and Bonds and Sosa fueled a huge return to glory of baseball. I mean, you know, the viewership and the fans and all of that was going just crazy in the 90s. And I had the pleasure of one of those years when Bonds put up the monstrous numbers and uh, the, uh, I mean, he just, it, it was just, crazy his pursuit of 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 not only Maris and all that of course that McGuire and then Sosa gets that one I mean it was but but then his pursuit of uh of Babe Ruth and it just the it, it was and of course Hank Aaron is the main one we would uh, we would mention lost Hank not that long ago and it, it's just th- those were fabled numbers 61 you know, the the number uh, seven hundred fifty five. I mean, you think of you think of some of these things over the years. What's the hit streak? What's the hitting streak? Sixty three. It's never been, uh, never even really been approached. That uh, that was that because because Ted Williams had the uh, obviously hit four oh six. But it was uh, was that DiMaggio? Anyway, yeah, I'm just now I'm starting to doubt myself on some of my old baseball history. But th- these are just unbelievable numbers. And over the years, what's happened is some people that were on the Mitchell Report and were uh, were part of the, uh, uh, the the you know basically all the investigation of steroids and the and the juicing era. Some of them. Got right on through, and even though they were mentioned by, uh, you know, by Conseco in books, and then they showed up on reports, it's like nobody cared. It's like, oh well, this is this uh, we we love this person. Let's let's put them in the Hall of Fame. Meanwhile, the arbiters of this, the voters, and these are uh, pro football or pro baseball writers. It's like the Pro Baseball Writers Association. That, that are mostly responsible for all this voting. They're pretty much all responsible. And for the most part, I've always thought writers take themselves pretty seriously with, with a lot of these votes, and so I don't have a huge problem with it. But in this instance, they became sort of the judge and jury on how we treat. And I get it because, honestly, in the, it, when Balco hit and, and Sosa gets caught with it, you know, he's basically corking his bat. And, and all these players show up on the on the uh, Mitchell report. It was you know we were uh, we were pretty upset 
And I think as baseball fans, it was like they cheated. They, don't, they cheated, don't put them in the Hall of Fame. I think some of that has changed over the years, and um, but it's not totally reflected with the voting on this. So I, uh, I, I think we need to take a look at the Hall of Fame voting uh, and, um, and, and discuss, you know, every, everything that's, uh, that's a part of that. And so we will do that. It was, uh, of course, it was 56-game hitting streak. What am I talking about? And I was right, Joe DiMaggio. I started, like, doubting myself. But it was he had the 56-game hitting streak. And, and really, Paul Molitor had a good run at one point at it. Um, you know, Tony Gwynn's had the only modern-day run at 406. He finished one year about 377 or 380. And uh, that was Ted Williams, of course. But DiMaggio, the famous number, you know, 56th game hitting streak. So, um, and I was looking at looking at one of these. Oh, longest hitting streak. Okay. Um, there's some there's some interesting when you even look down at the lower levels of Major League Baseball with some of these fabled numbers. Um, this is uh, oh go ahead, Aaron. Oh yes, yes we have our man and uh, we do this every uh, we do this every single Wednesday now and we're really excited about the rollout of this. It is our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank. And uh, and we've got a name for this. I'm going to wait, though, to reveal the name for this weekly segment until our man um, Brian Fonville is back from the sick bay. Uh, we do have Joe Nesbitt joining us now, president of Central National Bank, a man who was hearing some of that uh, some of that baseball talk, the Hall of Fame. Joe, welcome to the program, sir. Matt, I appreciate you. I'm sorry that you're having to deal with the B team while uh, Brian is on COVID, whatever, the, in the COVID portal or whatever it's called. But he's yeah. in it squarely. Yeah, I like, he gave I like me permission the, to, to tell the world. Yeah, he, he was pretty open with me about it. So I've been uh, openly rooting for him. Do we um, – this guy may be more productive than ever with COVID. I mean, you know, he's just – he's got to stay at home – Joe, this is when I would assign Brian all sorts of work, like even just the setup of of, of kind of preparing for what our weekly hits are going to be. I, I had like about a 500-word, um, uh, you know, basically almost like an essay or memo from him this morning. The man has put some thought into this thing. So I, I'm sure he shared this with you, but uh, I got to say, Joe, this is a very productive Brian Fonville that we're seeing as he's in the COVID protocols. And for people that are like, I can't believe they're joking about COVID. Well, we're not. And Brian's okay. He sounds he a little bit raspy, but he's doing fine. He is he is doing well, uh, thank goodness. But uh, we miss having him around a little bit, you know, a little bit. There's he's, You know, sometimes he's not all that friendly, but he is very productive. He actually fired out an email uh, to our customers today, uh, you know, celebrating our our runners are very important to us here at Central National Bank. And so, man, I'm telling you, yeah, he's he's cranking it out. Yeah, yeah, it. it uh, I'm, I think you may just from now on give him like one COVID day per week, even after he's healthy, 
uh, because I have just been really wowed by the uh, production. And I, I wanted, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I, lo- I watched that video, and y'all celebrated the runners there at the Central National Bank. These are uh, folks that, at, that maybe have uh, retired from other careers. And tell us a little bit, Joe, what the, what the runners do and then, and then what y'all did for them, I, I loved it. I loved the presentation, like the video, and then the, uh, the way y'all honored them I thought was really, really cool there on, uh, on the wall at Central National Bank. I don't – yeah, thank you, Matt. I, I, I don't know if this is common, but for us here at Central National Bank, our runners are in their second career, as you put it, octogenarians and most, for most, uh, most of them. Um, and they're here every day, just like runners are. They open the bank, they make the coffee, they raise the flags, they lower them, they take inner office routing envelopes. But when we were trying to figure out, hey, what are we going to do? Uh, we have a big wall that's this void space in our, in our lobby out on, in Woodway. And we were, how do we capture what the culture of our organization is? And, uh, when we kind of realized, hey, we've got the living, breathing example of of that that runs. They're our runners, you know. They touch every employee of the bank on a daily basis. They do it with a great attitude and a smile. They they um, they do it with excellence. They go to our customers' locations, so they're beloved and are really the true. Uh, they embody what we all want to want to do, and that's provide excellent service with a smile and. Um, and so uh, we had these. We had a local artist, Cade Kegris, paint a uh, portrait. It's probably 150 times life size. You know, well, no, no, no. It's like <laughs> it is not 150 times. It's probably one and a half times life size. Yeah. And uh, so they're they're relatively large, and it fills up that space really nicely. We had a uh, an unveiling, and yeah, you know, we just we feel like. Uh, you know, it's it's part of our culture to celebrate those guys who are who are here every day getting it done. Well, we said goodbye to uh, your receptionist that for years and years here in the last year or two we had to she retired and so we miss uh, her. Although I'm sure y'all still hear from her and and uh, she's uh, she's Peggy, great. Peggy, Peggy lives yeah. down the street and so she walks up here uh, to the bank from time to time uh, just to harass. Mainly the the runners, their buddies, and she'll come up here and just uh, you know try to make slash ruin their day. It's it's pretty fun to watch. Peggy's wonderful. We see her often. Yeah, big fan of Peggy. And in fact, we had Peggy on the station the uh, the day she was retiring, and that was a uh, quite a celebration. Now, Joe. Uh, by the way, it's it's funny the Nesbitt family. Boy, everybody. You and your brother and uh, and your dad. I, I I was just having lunch the other day with a guy named Tony Peterson, who's a famous old journalist. He's not that old, but he's a he's a journalist. Used to be the sports editor at the Houston Chronicle. And Tony and I have become friends over the years. And he's head of the journalism department at SMU. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, Tony, I've got. You know, I said Central National Bank's my presenting sponsor. Boy, I love the Nesbits over there at Fonville. And sure enough, he goes, well, I'm on the board. With the Brian Fonville and, and I know know the Nesbit, so I thought uh, yeah. I, there's really nowhere you can go in life when uh, you don't run into somebody who knows the Nesbit family. So I was uh, 
I was I was glad, man. I, I dropping the Nesbit uh, and dropping the bank's name did help me in that conversation. I think Matt, this is much more about the people that you know, not the people we know. <laughs> you know everybody, so it just kind of seems like whenever you're out there, you know, having lunch with people, everybody knows you. It's not us. So, uh, <laughs> but Tony Peterson is a great. Great individual, and uh, I've enjoyed you know following him. I follow him on Twitter and um, kind of look back at his career. It's been it's, it's wonderful. They're lucky at yeah. SMU. Yeah, I would. Uh, I I agree. By the way, we're about to have a big discussion on the Pro Baseball Hall of Fame, and and I was kind of curious. You're a you know huge sports fan. That's one of the big reasons why we have such a great partnership with Central National Bank. Any thoughts, uh, do, do you, and maybe it, maybe your opinion has changed over the years, do you like the fact that voters keep Bonds and, and, and Sosa and McGuire and some of these guys out? Or do you think, given the fact that there are a lot of sort of uh, probable, let's call them probable, let's also call them known cheaters, that are in the Hall of Fame, do you think it's time to let some of those guys in? It is a – I was actually thinking about this when I was supposed to be doing bank work. So uh, I get paid to be a banker. <laughs> you get paid to analyze this stuff. But I was thinking about that. You know, in that era, and I was a younger man when McGuire and Sosa and Bonds were, were kind of in their prime, and – wasn't everybody kind of doing steroids back then? I know that to generalize everyone is ridiculous. Yeah. But but what what isn't there a whole bunch of them that were that was just kind Absolutely. of the rule of the day so to keep a select few who might be more popular than others out yeah. because they were just known uh I don't know. I I struggle with it, man. I don't yeah. know what I would do and I don't really enjoy being uh Switzerland, you know, not having an opinion. I, I <laughs> pretty opinionated but uh that's a tough one for me man I, I i can certainly see it both ways what do you think well i guess you'll have to listen to this 420 segment joe <laughs> well, i teed you up brother I, I, I was yeah doing. i i appreciate it and uh you know i was some, a lot of times these milestones and some of these things that i do have floating around my head and i, I kind of got mad at myself earlier because I gave out a wrong number, and, and there's some numbers that are just, um, you know, just locked, set in stone over the years. And I was thinking about it just as we were talking there. I think the person who made the run, I guess I could Google this stuff, but the person that made the, the best run at DiMaggio's, uh, you know, hit streak was Pete Rose. I, and speaking of another guy who's not in the Hall of Fame, and I, for different reasons, and I think some people would argue that it's probably time to let Pete in there. I mean, you could have just like a cheating or gambling wing. You could just put the the juicers or, or whatever in that wing. But uh, but you know, it's just it's hard it's hard to have the, the 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 history, the story of baseball, without Barry Bonds, who's the home run king. Uh, I mean, it, it, good the good, bad, and ugly. I mean, it's just really hard to have it and tell the story and just say, ah, no, we don't have him in there. I mean, didn't after years, do we let Shoeless Joe off the hook? Did we ever clear Shoeless Joe? Maybe we're still waiting on that. I mean, that, that happened in 1919. So maybe yeah. maybe we're just about like 120 years away from letting Bonds in. 
somehow. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway. But, uh, well, I think that you make a great point with Pete Rose, and I know you got to go. You got other things to do than listen to me, you know, talk about sports. But I, but Pete Rose, I, I mean, look, if they're going to let somebody who did steroids that dramatically impacted their performance into a Hall of Fame that is based on performance, you got to let Pete Rose in. That dude bet on a few games. All right, let's forgive yeah. him. But that didn't. He was a he was a really good baseball player, and wasn't. Well, not that anybody knows. I don't know if you know if he was taking performance enhancing drugs or not, but if you're going to let somebody in who is a known juicer, you got to let Pete Rose in, in my yeah. opinion. So there you go. Well, and Pete can't help himself. You. No, he Pete Pete's got a surly, you know, kind of. He he's not the most friendly guy, and Bonds is the same way. And and some of these guys who are nicer and more outgoing are in the Hall of Fame, and that's a bad way to measure things. It becomes somewhat of a personality contest. Well, that's the way. Hey, Joe, when you're when you say as interesting things as you did today, I don't really worry too much about the time. I just kind of like to let <laughs> these things ride a little bit. So no pressure. But uh, I like to call I, I and I like to call Brian Fonville the Charlie Hustle of Central National Bank. <laughs> He's diving into the vault every <laughs> single day, brother. There's just no doubt about it. Hair flying everywhere, shirtless as he runs around Lake Waco. All right, uh, Joe, good to visit with you. Tell everybody I said good hi. Tell the runners man. I said hey, okay? I, I sure will. I appreciate you. All right, you bet. There he goes. Joe Nesbitt, president of Central National Bank, our presenting uh, sponsors, and we just renewed, just did a, a cool renewal here recently, renewed our vows, so to speak, and now we continue on down the road. Road with CNB. In fact, my dad knew Joe's dad. I mean, it just it's crazy how it all, it, we're all connected somehow. If you went to Baylor, just it's a whole Baptist thing. It's a very, uh, I don't want to use that word. It's just it's it's very we're, we're just it's part of a uh, part of a community. Let's call it that. All right, uh, it is time to uh, talk some baseball Hall of Fame with you, and uh, I want to get your takes on this. Um, do you think they did the right thing in keeping Barry Bonds out? He's now, he, he's now, it's, it's a way, you know, he'll go to like some kind of veteran committee, but he's basically almost not eligible anymore at this point. Did they do the right thing in keeping him out or is this major hypocrisy? 254-662-1660. Again, that's 254-662-1660. That's next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. Clouds will be on the increase tonight with low temperatures falling to 31 degrees. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. Highs topping out at 59 and then late Thursday into early Friday a cold front moves through but no rain associated with it. Just cooler weather with mostly sunny skies on Friday and 55. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Join us Thursday, February 3rd, and hear from men's tennis coach Michael Woodson and acrobatics and tumbling head coach Felicia Mulkey. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. 
The best prices on newer used guns can be found at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They have a large selection of 9mm guns, revolvers, shotguns, and ammo from brand names like Smith & Wesson, Canik, Bursa, Glock, and Ruger. Buy, sell, or trade with a friendly and knowledgeable staff that will promptly answer your questions. And ask about their lifetime warranty on new guns. Financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118222462. Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco. Have you been to Sam's Bar in Union Hall in downtown Waco yet? Serving regionally inspired Texas-style craft drinks. Offering wine, beer, vodka, and fruit juice drinks. Be sure to try one of Sam's signature cocktails like the Hatchback, a Dallas Daisy, and even some Summer Lovin'. Happy hours every Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 with $2 off draft beer and cocktails, plus free chips and hot sauce. Sam's Bar Waco in Union Hall at 720 Franklin Avenue. And check them out online at samsbarwaco.com. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Since opening their doors in 1925, Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home has been honored to serve families like yours by providing a range of funeral services. Whether it's a traditional funeral, a graveside service, memorial service, or cremation, they believe every life deserves to be honored in a way that brings peace to families. Five generations of the Wilkerson Hatch Bailey Funeral Home family have helped tens of thousands of Central Texans celebrate the lives of of loved ones. Learn more at whbfamily.com. Dr. Larissa Callie is the board-certified orthodontist at West Temple Orthodontics. Dr. Callie and her team provide state-of-the-art orthodontic treatment here in Central Texas. Our fully digital office means no more messy impressions. At West Temple Orthodontics, we provide private and semi-private treatment areas and offer Friday and Saturday appointments to help accommodate even the busiest families. Schedule your complimentary consultation today at westtempleorthodontics.com. The smile you've always deserved is only a phone call or a few clicks away. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Number four Baylor blows past Kansas State last night back in the Farrell Center, 74 to 49. Texas beat TCU 73 to 50. Two games tonight in the Big 12, number 23 Iowa State at Oklahoma State and OU at West Virginia. Number 11 Baylor women are in Lubbock tonight facing Texas Tech, seven o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Elsewhere in the Big 12, Oklahoma State at OU, Kansas at number 13 Iowa State, number 25 Kansas State at number nine Texas. Cowboys Micah Parson was named both Rookie of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the year by the Pro Football Riders of America. Mavericks lose Tim Hardaway Jr. last night to a fractured foot in the loss to the Warriors 130-92. Mavs have a back-to-back tonight in Portland. Tip is at 9 o'clock. Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Matt Mosley's show. I hate to step on that song. Uh, uh, don't don't fade it too quickly there. Oh, there it is. I just can't. I can't hear. I guess it's Van Halen, isn't it? Uh, it is. Uh, it is uh, Matt Mosley's show. Uh, ES. Oh, here it went and left us too quickly. Uh, ESPN Central Texas, and uh, we are talking uh, the Pro Baseball uh, Hall of Fame. Uh, we usually just call it the Baseball Hall of Fame. And uh, in Cooperstown, and quite honestly, it's it's a more hallowed hall in, in a lot of ways than the Pro Football Hall of Fame. 
Then the NBA Hall of Fame, which most people don't even know where it is. It's kind of, I think it's Springfield, Massachusetts or something. But Cooperstown is – that that's it. Baseball is numbers. Baseball is history. Baseball is, is sort of was, was America's pastime to some of us, maybe always will be. Uh, it's been surpassed in this country by the NFL in terms of popularity. But still, it is our youth for a lot of us. And we all grew up playing and playing Little League Baseball and all that. But I, I wanted to let our folks get involved uh, in some of this discussion because uh, Barry Bonds, it, it does just not look like he's going to get in. Big Poppy, who, uh, well, if you paid any attention, Big Poppy put a few things into his body, and uh, it was pretty well known. And yet he goes in, and he's a very likable, uh, funny dude who everybody loves to this day. And, uh, you know, who get, who goes in, who who doesn't? I mean, will A-Rod, uh, based on numbers, you got to put him in. You can't tell the story of baseball without A-Rod. But then A-Rod also became the face of cheating in Major League Baseball, kind of the second wave. And uh, and now Barry Bonds, who is the, the king of the home run and put up monstrous numbers, by the way, even before the uh, steroids era, uh, he, uh, he is not getting in. Maybe because Barry Bonds was disliked by the sports, uh, the, the very people who are voting on this. We do have some people lined up wanting to talk about this. One is our own Lark Smith, my good friend, who I just uh, went to New Orleans with here recently and uh, wanted to ride with he and Tom to New Orleans, but they, they said the car was full and Mosley had to find his own way uh, to New Orleans. Lark Smith, I uh, hope all is well, and uh, I, I believe you have a take on this uh, on this baseball situation. Well, I have been to the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame, and believe it or not, Pete Rose is there. Alex Rodriguez is there. Barry Bonds is there. They're just not enshrined in the room where all the plaques are. So, I mean, the history of baseball as far as their impact, is being preserved within the Hall of Fame. They're just not being enshrined in the Hall of Fame, which I believe they should be because of the numbers that they put up and the hypocrisy of the sports writers putting in Poppy this time, putting in Tim Raines several years ago. If you'll remember, Tim Raines admitted that he had cocaine in his back pocket and didn't slide into second base because he didn't want to break the – the cocaine package, I mean, just the hypocrisy of the, the sports writers because, as you mentioned, Bonds, Clemens, those guys were kind of surly characters toward the media, and I so I just believe those sports writers are basically paying them back for being such surly individuals when they were playing. Well, Lark, I mean, in some ways, and I agree, it's almost kind of like <clears> – <throat> I think the baseball writers in general feel embarrassed that this all happened while they were going crazy and worshiping all these people for all the home runs. This was happening right under their noses. And so until Balco and until those, uh, uh, however you say their name, Fanaroo brothers uh, started writing those books, I mean, you know, that's how they started digging this up. And so these great, you know, um, uh, and I and I admire some of them, but these baseball writers, I think, were kind of embarrassed that they missed on this story, 
um, whiffed, so to speak. And so this is kind of the comeuppance. This is the way they get back. But, but to your point, to pick and choose, I mean, think about it. We like Andy Pettit because Andy Pettit's a very likable guy. He's from the Houston area. Uh, he's uh, had an unbelievable career. And Andy, unlike, you know, now, of course, A-Rod got up there and fake cried and all that. But Andy just said, hey, I had an injury, and I, I really shouldn't have done this, but I did it, and I got caught, and here's the reason, blah, 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 blah. And it's like it never happened. Like we've just all moved on with our lives, and for the most part, I don't even think people think of Andy Pettit as a cheater. And I guess well, – I- yeah, go ahead. You know me. You know me being the baseball purist that I am. You wouldn't think that I would be quote quote for performance enhancing drugs, steroids, or whatever. But I really don't care. Most of those guys, especially Bonds and Clemens, if they were using them, they've never been proven that they were. Now there's plenty of circumstantial evidence out there, but there's never been any any test to prove that they did. But it was at a time that. Steroids weren't necessarily illegal in the game of baseball. It wasn't until Bonds and Clemens and those guys started putting up the numbers that they did that baseball decided, hey, we, we've got a steroid problem. We've got to do something about it. And they instituted some rules from, from that point on. You know, guys like Alex Rodriguez, they did it against the rules. He needs to be kept out as long as he can be kept out as far as I'm concerned. But Bonds and Clemens, they were at, a, at an age where – some of those steroids extended their career. Yeah, okay, maybe it helped Bonds hit the ball a little bit further, but it, they, that gum sure didn't have anything to do with that hand-eye coordination to make contact. Yeah, yeah, and you're right, and, and it is kind of interesting to think that we think of steroids, when you see it associated with football, as breaking people down. And, and at some point, it, there's a breaking down, and a, there's there's a – you got to pay the piper, so to speak. And for those guys, and, and again, then you get into, well, what was Barry using? You know, Balco, for instance, the clear and the, the creams and, and that kind of thing that he would put on. It, you know, not all steroids are made the same. It's not all just huge hypodermic needles full of stuff. Uh, that, I'm not saying that wasn't out there, but those were, that's what Mandarich and Alzado and all of those people were doing in football back in the 70s and 80s. And, and what's interesting right. is when, when a football player gets popped for performance-enhancing <clears throat> drugs, PEDs, or whatever, like, we just move on and nobody cares. Like, Romanowski, it, it seemed like that guy was the, the poster child for roids for a while. Roid rage, whatever you want to call it. And yet, the only thing you would talk about with him is just maybe his body breaking down later or something. We don't hold it against football players. There's nobody, like, not voted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame because they one time got caught. I mean, Sean Merriman won't get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame because he just wasn't, didn't have that great of a career. It's not because he was on PEDs, yet we choose in baseball to go, oh, well, you know, uh, and, and, and you're right. Now, did they know they were skirting some rules? You bet. For instance, what was McGuire using? He was using something at the time. I think I was in high school, Andro's and I remember even Andro. It was called Andro whatever, whatever the next part Andro's of that is. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and and listen, guess where you could buy that? Any GNC in the country. Yeah. You know what I mean? You could you could walk in. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but 
but then it became a big gotcha type deal. Oh, gosh, we found Andro in McGuire's. And, and then, of course, what happened is they tried to apply the Olympic doping rules and all that to baseball, and, and, and it, it all got messed up. And so, but, but, but listen, just as we saw with the Astros cheating scandal, uh, which was different than the putting stuff in their bodies, people are never going to stop trying to cheat. You know, it just, it's never going to stop. They're always going to be trying to find something that gets under the radar. And the, that's why the testing has to try to keep up with it. That's a good point, though, on A-Rod. Um, A-Rod's such you know, a as fake. Well as I do, yeah. there's, you, you mentioned that there's all kinds of different types of steroids out there. We've heard for years that a football player is going to get a quarter zone shot so he can, you know, in his knee so he can play the next day or whatever. Quarter zone is a form of steroid. Being as old as I am and as much as arthritis as I have nowadays, I'll be more than happy to take whatever it is to make my pain go away. But those guys were just trying to extend their career. They weren't necessarily trying to, you know, to enhance their performance. I mean, who's to say that Tommy John surgery isn't performance-enhancing surgery? We're seeing uh, junior high, junior college and college having Tommy John surgery straight out of high school for before they ever pitch a game in college or junior college, just so they can have that, that extra strength in that pitching arm to be able to throw it 92, 94, 95, whatever it is that the pros are looking for. Uh, who yeah. says that's not performance enhancing? Yeah. Well, and, 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 and you know, and I know that even back in the day, the great mantle, what we want to romanticize about in baseball, they were grabbing huge handfuls of greenies, which are amphetamines, and any any edge you could get, they were taking. And, and is that cheating? I don't think it. Nobody thought of it as cheating back then, but but they to, were just to now to get over a hangover. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The fact that they that that's the amazing thing is. Alcohol, the huge amounts of alcohol those Yankees players, Whitey, and all of them had, were were not performance enhancing. They did the opposite, and yet they would yeah. somehow overcome that the next day, and 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 went out and hit however many home runs uh, Mantle hit for his career. You probably know that number off the top of your head, but uh, uh, that w- it's escaped me. I got four fourteen million things between my ears, and I got to save room for directions home. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you just had to stay around forever, like Hank Aaron did, to get it to, you know. Uh, and then, of course, what what did when he broke Babe Ruth's? So he ended up with what seven fifty five, and so seven fifteen, seven fifteen for uh, Hank. Well, and no, seven fifty five for Bonds. Okay, but who had 715? Who had, uh, what did Babe have? Is that what, oh, when they, they passed Babe. That he had 714. Okay, 715. Yeah. That's the one Tom House caught as he uh, was at yeah. Atlanta Fulton County Stadium. Okay, yes, I was getting all my 700s mixed up. Well, that's interesting. Now we got to look up Mantle. I bet Mantle ended up, if I had to guess, with about 550. Or five, I, I I'm going to say. It was in the 600 range. Oh, you think he got it to like maybe six twenty-five? Okay, all right. See, we can do some good trivia. We should do our Schmaltz's trivia question of the week right now. Lark, call in any time. 
Uh, I, you know, none of the other callers got in, but uh, but I, I appreciate it, Lark. Always love catching up with you, and um, we're we're gonna have like a, your own character, Lark. In what part of what part of the uh, Central Texas are you in, Lark? Well, right now I'm just driving around over near the uh, Lake Air Little League fields. Okay, no, I just I wanted you to be Lark in Waco or Lark in China Spring or whatever. You know, I, I want you to have kind of a permanent a permanent Lark name. Lark large. Okay. All right. Well, listen. Uh, good to good to hear from you, and um, and uh, we will uh, we will uh, talk to you soon, Lark. Appreciate you. Thanks, Matt. There he goes, Lark Smith, the uh, our roving reporter, longtime uh, sports anchor, and uh, man for all seasons. And he and Tom used to do Baylor baseball, and Lark actually, Lark uh, actually came to Baylor for a little while, was going to play some baseball, then ended up, I believe, completing his career elsewhere. But uh, but Lark was a fine athlete back in the day and uh, still gets around pretty well from what I'm able to see. All right, uh, it is time for something we call Campus Confidential. If you want to weigh in on this Barry Bonds thing, I don't want to discourage you. We'll probably come back to it in the uh, 5 o'clock hour. Uh, text us. That's a good way to get into us and get your opinion heard. Uh, and, and leave your name on it. I like to say your names. 254-662-1660. Okay, that's 254-662-1660. And uh, we, can, uh, we can discuss uh, Barry Bonds not getting into the Hall of Fame, and it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. That's all next. Baylor women's basketball all season long with Derek Smith and Sophia Young-Malcolm on ESPN Central Texas. The Baylor women headed to Lubbock. They'll play the Texas Tech Lady Raiders on Wednesday. 6.30 for the countdown to tip-off. 7 p.m. tip-off Wednesday for Baylor Tech. Baylor Big 12 women's basketball all season long on ESPN Central Texas. Tickets and sponsorships are now available for the 2022 Texas Sports Hall of Fame Induction Banquet presented by Texas Farm Bureau. The class of 2022 includes Bob Beeman, Chris Bosch, Robert Griffin III, Tony Parker, Carly Patterson, Mike Renfro, Susie Snyder-Eppers, Michael Strahan, and Stacey Sakura. Meet this year's inductee class on Saturday, March 12th in the base at Extraco Event Center in Waco. To purchase tickets, please visit tshof.org or call 254-756-1633. When you bought your home, it was a big and emotional investment. The last thing you want to discover is termites or any wood-destroying insect causing damage. At 855-BUGS, we understand the value of a safe home, and we want to protect you and your loved ones from all the pests that live in hidden places. Let us ensure your home is protected with a full inspection, preventative treatment, and a comprehensive ongoing treatment plan to stay ahead of termites and all pests. Visit 855-BUGS.com to learn more about our promise to protect your home and family. The Sheriff's Law Enforcement Association of McLennan County, along with UBI Products and Republic Gun Club, are hosting a benefit fundraiser for Detective Michael Hutchinson on March 19th at the base at Extraco Event Center. Detective Hutchinson, a second-generation McLennan County law enforcement veteran, was diagnosed with a grade 4 glioblastoma and aggressive brain cancer. This benefit will help the family with medical expenses. Sponsorships are now available at Facebook Team Michael Hutchinson. Your home for Baylor Base. Baseball is ESPN Central Texas. Helmet Aerospace in Waco has been employing people in the Waco area for nearly 50 years. 
Now is the time to join their team. With current openings in packaging, shipping, production, engineering, machining, quality, supply chain, and sales. Offering excellent starting pay, benefits from the day you start, and advanced opportunities. Apply now at howmet.com slash Waco Careers. Howmet Aerospace on Imperial Drive in Waco. Apply today. Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weiss with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Number four, Baylor blows past Kansas State last night back in the Farrell Center, 74-49. Texas beat TCU 73-50. Two games tonight in the Big 12, number 23, Iowa State at Oklahoma State and OU at West Virginia. Number 11, Baylor women are in Lubbock tonight facing Texas Tech, 7 o'clock tip, and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Elsewhere in the Big 12, Oklahoma State at OU. Kansas at number 13, Iowa State. Number 25, Kansas State at number 9, Texas. Cowboys Micah Parson was named both Rookie of the Year and Defensive Rookie rookie of the year by the Pro Football Writers of America. Mavericks lose Tim Hardaway Jr. last night to a fractured foot in the loss to the Warriors 130-92. Mavs have a back-to-back tonight in Portland. Tip is at 9 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential. Our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Boy, in a uh, inspiring, uh, uh, that, 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 that gets emotions going for people talking about Bonds and Clemens and do they belong in the Hall of Fame, all of those things, and uh, interesting points there by Lark. Although I, I, do, I do think it's, they, have par- they have things that belong to uh, artifacts and that type of thing from Pete Rose, as he said, and and, uh, and Clemens and Bonds, but until they're ac- or P- until they're actually in enshrined in the Hall of Fame, um, it probably will continue to be looked at as an extremely hypocritical thing. And the guy who basically allowed and and was the uh, commissioner for the whole steroid era and the huge uh, power boom that hit was Bud Selig. Guess where he's been enshrined? Yes. The, the Hall of Fame, okay? So he's sitting right there in that Hall of Fame while we all sit and hold all these other people out. Um, it uh, seems kind of unfair, although I, I don't want to holler at people who want to take individual stances like against Bonds or Clemens because I think sometimes people might have valid reasons. I think sometimes people will look at Sosa, for instance, differently than they look at Barry or maybe one of the guys went a little farther in his uh, in his subterfuge or his his uh, willingness to try to mislead. Maybe they think McGuire was a little more honest than others. Uh, I, I think some of those arguments that you can quibble on some of those points. I mean, Schilling seemingly is held out because people hate some of his political opinions, and he said things that got him in trouble and got him kicked off of ESPN and all that. 
But, I mean, none of that should impact whether he gets in the Hall of Fame or not. I mean, he's a Hall of Fame pitcher. I, I don't – I've never really understood that. I mean, I unless Schilling – I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm missing something. Maybe Schilling was some kind of huge cheater. I, I don't – I think it's more because they just don't like Kurt Schilling. But, uh, anyway, you can continue to react to that, 254-662-1660. You hear the college music. You know what time it is. Aaron Sexton, what do you have for us? ESPN has their latest NBA mock draft out today, and it includes three Baylor Bears. Uh, Their projected number one is uh, Gonzaga center Chet Holmgren, the uh, number one recruit in the nation last year and and freshman at Gonzaga. On their uh, mock draft, though, they have Kendall Brown at number 19. in the second round, at number 33, they have Jeremy Sohan. And with the very last pick in the second round, they have Matthew Meyer uh, being drafted. So, according to the latest ESPN mock draft, three Baylor Bears uh, would be drafted if it went according to their mock, which it doesn't, doesn't obviously. But uh, they also have five players from Duke in their mock draft. Um so a very talented Duke team, obviously, this year. And uh, as I mentioned, Chet Holmgren, they think, would be the yeah. number one overall pick from Gonzaga. You know, it's always interesting when you see a seven-footer who can shoot threes and has great footwork and seems somewhat athletic. Uh, if you've seen, Gonzaga plays late at night a lot of times, and so you may have not been able to get to watch them this year. He's a fascinating guy to watch because he is highly, highly skilled. But when you watch him, you also think he's going to get killed in the NBA. Like Zion even. Zion's a lot shorter than him. But but a guy with that body type, type, even LeBron or somebody, man, they would would just abuse that guy. He is real thin. So he's got all sorts of skill. And, and he may fill out and be fine. But it's not – I mean, it's, it's pretty rare. I, I think what happens is th- there's really only one guy at that height that uh, can, can get it done, and it's Antetokounmpo. Uh, it's the Greek freak from Milwaukee. And, and so, of course, everybody's going to get paired to, compared to that. Anthony Davis is not that guy. Anthony Davis can shoot from outside. He can do all kinds of things. He's a great player, but he's not <coughs> as versatile as the Greek freak. So everybody's always trying to capture that. Oh, my gosh, could this guy be the next? And home, this guy, Chet, who Aaron's talking about, he's, he's good. He's talented. But I'm just saying they will beat him to a pulp. Now, Dirk got beat to a pulp earlier in his career, and you wondered, okay, is this guy going to make it? And he put on weight, and he worked on his game and he became one of the greatest players ever. So it, it can be done, but I'm just saying it's going to be – there's a lot ahead of this guy. It's easier to bet on a guy like Cade Cunningham who can get you 25 and 8 assists every night for the next 10 to 15 years. That's an easier bet. And I'm not saying there's a, a million Cade Cunninghams out there. I'm just saying he's 6'7", he can handle the ball, he can play the point, he can play without the ball, but he, he – he, he, when he has the ball in his hands, he can make things happen. This is not that guy. This is not even – this is not the Greek freak either. This is somebody who's – they're just going to have to figure out who he is and see if they can carve out a role. 
we're still trying to carve out a role like seven years later for Porzingis. I mean, he's he's got enough of a role. He's going to make like $22 million a year for however long in the NBA. But he, he's not great. He's not like we thought he might be. They called him the unicorn. So, anyway, Aaron, not to launch too much into that. The one thing I would say about Sohan and uh, – or Sohan and and, um, and Kendall, I would say right now I could make an argument that Sohan is a little bit more of a mature college player. Like I'm really hoping Sohan comes back to Baylor. Kendall may leave because Kendall, much like several players that have been at the University of Texas in recent years, is just a jump-out-of-the-gym athletic wonder. He can pass it. I mean, he could do so many things. And so you can see why the NBA would be thinking a lot of him. But but just like Perry from a few years ago, Perry Jones and Quincy Miller and those, some of those guys, like it's just not going to happen right away for, for Kendall Brown. So, but but Jeremy Sohan's a different thing. He he he's played a lot of uh, European type ball. Uh, he's played some overseas. There's a there's a maturity to his game that Kendall Brown doesn't quite have yet. But but now Kendall Brown has the bigger upside. But and, and that's how that's what NBA scouts value more than anything is what is your ceiling? And Kendall Brown's ceiling is higher than Sohan's. Sohan, in my opinion, may be a better college player right now. And we'll see how it pans out. I mean, by the end of the year, I may look crazy saying that. Kendall may start averaging 15 to 20 a game and 10 rebounds a game. He, he could totally do that. He's just not there right now. All right, Aaron, what else do you have? Former Oklahoma State All-Big 12 cornerback Jarek Bernard Converse has transferred to LSU, the school announced today. Bernard Converse, who went to high school in Shreveport, entered the portal last week as a graduate transfer. He was a four-year starter at Oklahoma State and had 51 tackles last year with 11 passes defended. He is the fourth defensive back to transfer to LSU this offseason. LSU, while their recruiting class was only ranked number 18 in the country, has uh, more than made up for it in the transfer portal. They probably have, if you're ranking classes of by players out of the transfer portal, they would have far and away the best class. Texas would probably be second in that class, but LSU has really filled a lot of holes with starters from uh, some big-time Division One programs like Arkansas and Oklahoma State uh, to get their program back up to speed with new head coach Brian Kelly. Yeah, that that's kind of shocking when you hear somebody say that LSU had the 18th ranked cl- uh, recruiting class because they had obviously uh, under Ed Orgeron had jumped up there and had like some top five classes and that type thing. But obviously the, with the change and stuff that happens, I would say OU's got a ton of people coming into the portal, but they lost a bunch of people in the portal. And, um, you know, Texas Tech's had some people come into the portal. Portal has been interesting uh, I would say OSU's losing people because they lost that really good. Um, I can't, who did he go? Did he go to Ohio State? Their deep, their uh, defense coordinator, Jim Knowles. I yes. So, but they also just got. And Aaron, I'm sorry if I'm stepping on your toes, but that was uh, became official today. That Auburn defensive coordinator Derek Mason uh, is uh, is making the move to go to Oklahoma State. That's a good get. 
he, he was the uh, head coach at Vanderbilt for a few years. In fact, Baylor beat that Vanderbilt team at a bowl game under rule. But I, I think that's a uh, – I think that's a really uh, – you know, that's a good hire for Oklahoma State. Derek Mason's a very talented defensive coach. One more uh, one more note on uh, the uh, transfer portal. The Texas Longhorns are adding wide receiver Isaiah Nayor, an all-Mountain West performer at Wyoming last season who originally committed to play for Tennessee. Nayor tweeted earlier this week that he will sign with Texas after committing to Tennessee on January 8th. He led Wyoming in receptions with 44 and receiving yards with 878. He also led the Mountain West in receiving touchdowns with 12 last season. So uh, we just talked about who's doing the best, uh, so to speak, in the transfer portal, LSU. Texas not far behind with a lot of uh, top players coming to the Longhorns through the transfer portal and another one in the wide receiver from Wyoming. All right, and there is the, uh, there is the uh, report on the, on the transfer portal. Uh, Aaron, any, uh, any other things? I did have one nugget for you. I thought you would enjoy this. There is a college basketball team that is quietly putting together a big-time season, and that would be Boise State of all places. I do not think of Boise State as great when it comes to men's basketball, but uh, Boise State, which chose to stay in its conference, I believe that's the Mountain West, they uh, are having a breakout year in basketball, and in fact, uh, uh, our old friend, the AD there, Jeremiah Dickey, uh, is the, uh, uh, he's now the athletic director at Boise State. So kudos to Boise State, our old friend uh, Jeremiah Dickey. Miss Jeremiah. Man, he was great to work with. Wow. Man, I just, uh, just an awesome guy to have around, and I appreciate the job he did at Baylor as the uh, right-hand man for, uh, for many years for Mac Rhodes. I think uh, Mac would be the first to tell you that uh, having Dickey with him uh, led to a lot of the success. They just had a great partnership. All right, uh, Aaron, anything else? Any any parting jabs for uh, for uh, Campus Confidential? No, I think that's it for today. All right, all right. We've covered it. We've covered it. That is Campus Confidential. When you hear the music, you know what that means. All right, uh, we're going to do something kind of fun right now. Uh, we're going to listen to a little bit of uh, we got Mark Vital. That interview we're going to play for you at about 520 Mark Vidal, the great Baylor basketball player who's now part of the Kansas City Chiefs. But, it, but next, I'm going to tell you kind of the chances I see. How does this look? We're going to let you hear a little bit from Sean Payton, and then I'll explain to you what, uh, what I think this actually means for the Cowboys. If Sean Payton sits out this coming year, what does it mean for Mike McCarthy and what does it mean for the Dallas Cowboys? That is next. Keep up with Baylor softball on ESPN Central Texas. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. NeighborWorks Waco has been assisting Central Texas families in the home buying process for 28 years. They're ready to assist you. Not enough money for down payment or a low credit score? NeighborWorks Waco has programs to help you improve your credit score and get the best loan with the least out-of-pocket expense. Call 254-752-1647 or visit nw-waco.org to get started. NeighborWorks Waco helps families of all income levels open the door to home ownership neighbor works waco home ownership the right way so i'm a public school teacher and i'm on my feet all day long that would be on concrete the pain would like shoot up my heels and just increased 
from the bottom of my feet up. Then my back started hurting. So my husband and I were driving and I went, oh look, there's a good feet store. I'm greeted by this gal named Mercy. That was a perfect name for her. And the cool thing about the Good Feet store is that you're able to try before you buy. I had free fittings. She was able to fit me with special arch supports. And so I walked around in the store. Within 30 minutes, I started sobbing because I had no pain. Well, if your feet are hurting, do something about it. You don't have to grin and bear it. You need to go to the Good Feet store and get some arch supports. I'm Deidre, and that's my Good Feet story. See how they work for you with a free fitting and test walk at the Good Feet store. Good Feet Waco in Central Texas Marketplace across from Lazy Boy. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians of Baylor Athletics. Our doctors specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sports-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, our doctors are equipped to handle a wide range of issues. Whether it's your foot or ankle, your hand or wrist, knee and shoulder pain, or you're in need of our arthritis and total joint clinic, trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, our goal is to get you back in the game. The flagship station for Baylor basketball is ESPN Central Texas. Hobbs Bonded Fibers is now hiring team members and operators for its production team. They specialize in developing and manufacturing specialty non-woven products for automotive, industrial, and consumer markets. Pay starts at $11 to $14 per hour with potential to increase after probationary period. Health insurance, 401k, monthly bonus potential. Apply in person or online at HobbsBondedFibers.com. Call Elizabeth Sawyers at 254-741-0040 to check the status of your employment and let her know you heard about the job on this radio station. That's 254-741-0040. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, DMRA Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery. Call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107. Or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. Presenting sponsor of the Matt Mosley Show is Central National Bank. Also sponsored by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Ascension Providence, Myatt Fuels, Texas Sports Hall of Fame, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, The Baylor Club, and UBO Business Services. And now, here's Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley. Thank you, Nash. Thank you for what you do. And, uh, boy, Crow and Nash, those guys do a tremendous job over on our uh, our country offering. And uh, I enjoy, really enjoy listening to those guys uh, as I'm driving around mornings kind of seeing what they're up to and then they're always appearing at little uh, concerts and that type of thing gatherings if there's a country music thing going on in central texas they're usually around so appreciate them always 
Uh, it is the Matt Mosley Show. Aaron Sexton alongside. We're all going to get to some of it, Sean Payton, and let you hear a little bit from Sean and uh, some of what he had to say. And then I'll give you my take on on whether I think uh, what I think you know how if can the Cowboys get involved right now? Do they need to wait? How will this whole thing go down? And I think I know what Jerry wants to do here. But first, uh, we have. Uh, I promised that we were going to get to some of your text messages as uh, you guys were weighing in on. What's going on with Barry Bonds, uh, Bonds, Clemens, some of the uh, so-called juicers, uh, they have been held out of the Hall of Fame. Meanwhile, you know, here comes Big Poppy. Welcome in, Big Poppy, because you were fun, and we love listening <laughs> to you on TV, and you were you seem like a great dude. Yeah, you were probably shooting up with all sorts of stuff. Uh, in fact, I believe he showed up on one of those reports at one point. but uh, or, or maybe he was popped and had to miss, I forget what it was, had to miss quite a bit of time, but... For whatever reason, if you're still playing when it happens and you have time, it's kind of like uh, Palmero. The thing that killed Palmero and reason he'll never have a chance to get in the Hall of Fame is because he wagged his finger at Congress and said, you know, I did not do any of this stuff. And then he got caught. And he didn't have enough time in his career to come back and really do anything about it. A-Rod was still playing, so A-Rod could come back, and A-Rod put on a show and cried a bunch. And now A-Rod's on every studio show. He shows up at the Packers game. It's like this guy suddenly some kind of lovable guy, even though, you know, he came across as one of the bigger frauds in Major League Baseball history. Uh, But I want to hear from you. Again, the text line, CNC Collision text lines, 254-662-1660. And um, let's, uh, uh, Aaron. What are what are our folks saying right now about uh, about uh, the whole bond situation, Big Poppy? The first one is from Grumpy Old Fan. He said, "Baseball writers are following guilty unless proven innocent, unless they personally like a player," which I thought was a pretty good take. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, don't, uh, I don't disagree with that. Joel from Chilton said, "The problem is the people with with votes for the Baseball Hall of Fame." or old, crusty writers that somehow think they are the protectors of the integrity of the game of baseball, another take that I couldn't agree with more. And, yeah, uh, I, and yeah, uh, I, oh, go ahead. Before you get that one, Aaron, I just want to comment on that, because uh, I, I like uh, our man from Chilton on that take. I mean, I do think sometimes they'll change out the voters and all of that, but you're right. Once you have a vote, if you're still somewhat active, in covering baseball, you can have a vote for a long, long time. Uh, and I, uh, I, it makes me think of something that happened recently, Aaron, in, in true Mosley form. Did I tell you this? I think maybe I said this on the air. Somebody was trying to give me their Heisman vote uh, or trying to, you know, see if I would be interested. And, of course, I just got busy and didn't get back to them. And they, I think somebody else ended up with it. <laughs> I would have enjoyed – I don't like to vote on things, but the Heisman would be kind of fun. That would be a good one to have a, a vote on. Baseball uh, – voting on baseball would be one of the most thankless things ever because it's they – do, they do make the vote public so you can sort of maybe know who's voting for or against, um, you know, bonds. I mean, I, I remember the local baseball writer for the Dallas Morning News, uh, Evan Grant, getting uh, – all sorts of, I mean, there was. So, I'm trying to think who he would, who he was trying to get in. I, he was very close with like Michael Young, 
Well, Michael Young had a had a great Major League Baseball career. He's probably not quite Hall of Fame worthy, uh, but then he would he would vote for Michael Young over somebody more obvious. And boy, people would come after him like crazy. So, I think that's the last vote I would want is a pro uh, is a Major League Baseball you know Hall of Fame. Uh, that that's a vote I want no part of. All right, Aaron, what else do we have from the uh, CNC Collision Center text line? From the 903, which is Tyler Longview Sherman area, after Cal Ripken saved baseball, the only way MLB could make money was with the Big Mac versus Sosa home run chase. Then the last time most of the country was watching baseball was when Bonds was chasing Aaron. Baseball turned a blind eye to cheating when it helped their numbers. They did, and the, and the commissioner in charge of all that, who was cheering it on and in, in enjoying all those profits, Bud Selig, is in the Hall of Fame. He presided over all that, and uh, yet we're going to spend all our time trying to keep all these other people out. Um, Aaron, by the way, that's uh, Sherman's nowhere near those places you mentioned. You know that, don't you? Would you, right, not, that is just what the internet told me. Let me see. Hold on just a second. It says the 903 is uh, the largest city in the 903 is Tyler. But it says Texarkana. Tyler Longview. Yeah. Sherman C is, is like on the way to Oklahoma. Yeah, no, I, I didn't realize line. that now. I just uh, okay. I looked no, it up very quickly when I saw 903 area. <laughs> but it's the Tyler I, area. I just I had to give you a hard time because I think people like me were like, what? Longview, Tyler, Sherman. That's that's a odd. That's an odd. We read it. It still says it, but it's still not correct. I don't. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. Out that direction. You go out Denton Way, you get into some 940 type stuff, but. You're right, 903 shows up in a lot of different places. It actually does, so who knows? Maybe that, that should be what we call it now, just Sherman, but uh, <laughs> Longview Tyler. I was just like, wait, that's on the different, whole different side of the state. Uh, it is um, the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, and, and there was something Aaron and I were talking about yesterday, which um, it's the future of Sean Payton and – you know, on one hand, it's pretty amazing what he did for, for starting in 2006. He took a, a downtrodden people. Uh, Todd Archer was saying online yesterday on Twitter something about how, like, he and Mike McCarthy have the same records, basically. They both have a Super Bowl, seven division titles. And as I reflected on that more last night, I mean, the fact that Sean Payton took a – the Saints for many, many years were a joke. The Aints, they wore sacks of paper, you know, they were one of the first franchises to put the, the grocery sacks or whatever over their face uh, or over their, and, and then put the eyes through it and wear it to games. That was a Saints kind of thing to do because they were bad for so long. In fact, their winning percentage before Sean took that job 2006 was something like their whole franchise, like 401, like a 400 winning percentage, basically. And, he had a great run. I mean, he really did. And so I, I do find that Sean Payton, in my opinion, uh, and I think I'm not alone, would be a, a big upgrade over Mike McCarthy. Now, the question becomes, so he had a great run there at uh, it, it, in, in New Orleans, and he's got a great relationship with Jerry Jones. 
before we kind of talk about what I think Jerry's going to do here, I want to hear a little bit from Sean Payton from yesterday. This was at the news conference uh, where he announced that he is at least leaving the Saints. He didn't want to call it, call it retirement because he'll probably be back to coach. I mean, who knows? The Saints may try to bring him back, although it sounds like Dennis Allen will, will have the best shot, the defensive coordinator, uh, with the Saints. But here is um, Sean Payton talking about leaving. Because it is a, a big decision, and it, and it certainly affects a lot of people. Um, you know, it's not often you as a coach have that opportunity to possibly leave. And it was something that certainly I hadn't really thought about over the years. You know, we coach, we coach, we coach, and at some point they tell you to leave. And, and as difficult as being fired is, it sure seems easier to thank everyone and move on your merry way. All right, and and you're right. You, you kind of want to do it on your own terms. We're going to find out what Sean Payton means by move on his merry way. I mean, I I don't know exactly. Payton's never struck me as someone that's lacking in energy or anything like that. But th- we've seen people you have these recharges. I mean, Arians a few years ago, I uh, was the Cardinals coach, stepped away, retired. And then maybe he was off a year and then was back with the Bucks and won a Super Bowl. I mean, I, I there are coaches who do this. There's some guys, there's some coaches who get fired and they get these other opportunities. Jim Caldwell, for instance, just it's funny that he still comes up. I mean, I I gotta check, see how old Jim Caldwell is. The guy's getting a little long in his tooth. A little long in the tooth. But he he keeps coming up. And and I, I don't quite understand it, although I do think one of his teams at least went to a Super Bowl. It was that Super Bowl, was that Caldwell coaching that team that Sean won that Super Bowl with the onside kick, whatever year that was, 2009, somewhere around there. That was that may have been Jim Caldwell coaching that, uh, that Colts team with Peyton Manning. Uh, looking back on that, Colts won the uh, Super Bowl 2006 season. All right, here's Sean Payton talking about what he thinks is next for him. Without any angle relative to, hey, what is it that you're looking for? Because honestly, as I sit here today, and, and this is okay, um, I don't know what's next. And look, I, 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 I read the reports and I understand I've not spoken to anyone from a media outlet relative to doing television or radio. Maybe maybe that opportunity arises, but every time I read something that says, like, he's in line for this job, I, I, I'll call my agent, Don, and I'll say, Don, did you hear something? Because I had not heard anything, and that's okay. I think I'd like to do that. I think I'd be pretty good at it. So stepping, stepping outside, like in the cold weather today, and being a little uncomfortable professionally or, or from a career standpoint is okay. I don't like the word retirement. Mr. B didn't like it either. He always said, you know, retirement's overrated. We get sold this whole image of retirement by these investment groups on TV and golf courses and retirement. And, and so I still have a vision for, for doing things in football. And, and, and I'll be honest with you, that might be coaching again at some point. I don't think it's this year. I think maybe in the future, but that's not where my heart is right now. 
It's not at all. All right. His mentor, Bill Parcells, had a very obvious uh, – he, he would try to retire, and he would normally come back, and then he ended up finally running the, the Dolphins, and, uh, and then finally that, that thing ended. He had the greatest deal in the world. He made three or four million to just kind of ride around in a golf cart and occasionally help them with a decision or two. Uh, I don't think Sean's ready for that part of his life. I, I don't think he has an interest in being an executive. I think Sean will be a head coach again. But uh, but I think I think he'd be good. I think ESPN, I think people will probably try to bid for him and uh, and get him involved in some way. I mean, I, I, I looked the other day at the number two team for uh, CBS, their announcing crew, and they had, uh, they had Trent Green, Ian Eagle, who I like on basketball, he's okay on football, and Trent Green. And, I, th- I mean, you could slide Sean Payton into the number two uh, analyst role on, on one of the big networks, like, immediately. I mean, he, he, w- he would be great, and, and it would not be difficult for him because he's just sort of wired that way. And he is also kind of uh, – he and Romo are pretty close. So I'm not saying they would sound alike. I'm just saying that's kind of the – the tree Romo comes from. Now, the one thing I wanted to share with you is I I think Jerry is going to kind of monitor this thing. He's kind of left McCarthy out there dangling a little bit right now. Quinn may get the Chicago job. We'll see what kind of job if Dan Quinn gets offered. Maybe they get Dan Quinn back. I mean, I think best-case scenario for Jerry is he gets to keep Quinn as his defense coordinator, and run it back and just see how they do next season and keep McCarthy as head coach. Now, people say, oh, my gosh, this is going to be a shadow over McCarthy. This is unfair to McCarthy not to say anything and have Sean sit out this next season while everybody speculates over Sean eventually taking over for McCarthy. I don't think Jerry has a problem with that at all. I think Jerry loves the thought of turning up the pressure on the Cowboys organization, namely Mike McCarthy. Get it get it done, break through, win something in the playoffs, or you, you go. And I'm not saying that's 100% that they can land Peyton. Sean Peyton could end up deciding he likes a different situation more. Maybe he loves one of these young quarterbacks. If he's in the media, he'll go around and he'll use that time to get to know some of these quarterbacks from other organizations. Where would he be a great fit? Would he, um, I mean, you can look at, uh, I mean, look at what Trevor Lawrence is in Jacksonville. What does he have around him? Does does Sean Payton decide that this guy's got an unbelievable future? Or maybe he doesn't think that. Maybe he looks elsewhere and thinks, hmm, I wonder what, wonder what it would be like to, you know, the successor of, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there's some any almost every team, even like a team like the Bucks, who you don't know how much longer Arians will do it. There might be some people retire fairly soon, and I think Sean Payton would be up for those. But this thought that Jerry needs to do something, Jerry would love for Mike McCarthy to have to sit there while Sean Payton has one year off. And to sweat it out. And I, I don't think Jerry has a problem with that at all. All right, it's Matt Mosley's show. Aaron Sexton 
alongside, as always. We have a treat for you. Um, I, I just uh, found out kind of too late the other day. Uh, I wanted to listen to it live, so now I'm going to listen to it with all of you guys because I heard it was really good. Aaron told me it was good. Um, I want to play some of John Morris's interview with Mark Vidal. And uh, that, I, th- I just think that's going to be fun because Mark Vidal was one of the great all-time characters and great players for Baylor. He's now with the Kansas City Chiefs organization. We uh, play that for you next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Hi, everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the midweek Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, the Baylor men win on the floor in the Farrell Center. We'll give you details, plus the Baylor women in action tonight in Lubbock. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. In Texas, there's pea-sized hail and baseball-sized hail. Guess which one hit our house? We didn't even know where to begin, but we called our Texas Farm Bureau insurance agent, and he was so reassuring. He knew exactly what to do to get our house back into shape and our lives back to normal. Now, we're even more thankful for the roof over our heads. Visit Texas Farm Bureau Insurance today at tfbinsurance.com to insure your home for Texas-sized weather. Coverage and discounts are subject to qualifications and policy terms and may vary by situation. The Baylor Bookstore on campus is your go-to location for the absolute latest in Baylor Nike gear. Shop in person or online at BaylorShop.com. Not only will you find an award-winning dealer at Allen Samuels, but you'll also find some great award-winning products. The 2021 Ram brand ranked number one automotive brand on J.D. Power's initial quality study. The 2021 Dodge brand ranked number two behind Ram and the 2021 Jeep Gladiator named highest quality midsize truck. Alan Samuels, 201 West Loop 340 in Waco, where we deliver quality. Come by. Let's be friends. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. Scott Drew and the fourth-ranked Bears ran their record to 18-2 on the season, 6-2 in Big 12 conference play with a thorough 74-49 win over the Kansas State Wildcats last night in the Farrell Center. The Bears held the Wildcats under 32% shooting in the game. Baylor hit a scorching 57% on the night and got double-doubles from Kendall Brown and Jonathan Chumwa-Chachua for the victory. The Baylor men with the win now step out of Big 12 play, part of the Big 12 SEC Challenge Saturday playing at Alabama. Meanwhile, the Baylor women continue Big 12 play tonight in Lubbock against Texas Tech and look to continue their winning ways, looking for their fourth straight win in Big 12 play. Here are Queen Egbo and Sarah Andrews talking about their hard work paying off. Fun, exciting. Hard work pays off. We've been busting our butts in practice every day, guarding them every day, listening to the coaches. I feel like we've all bought into Coach Nikki's system, and it's an amazing system. And we're just confident in her and her program and her staff and what we can do. And I feel like when you trust your coach like you do, great things happen. 
I would say fun as well. I mean, I think everyone knows that there was a huge standard here, and I feel like we were being measured against it night in and night out every day, whether we won by 30 against the team that people thought we should have won by 30 or 29, and I feel like it was always criticism. And so, I mean, it's just a credit to Coach Nikki and her staff on never giving up on us and us not giving up on her. And I think she's instilled, like, a lot of things that's going to go a long way here. And so, I mean, it's just fun to get back out there and just see, like Queen said, like all your hard work paying off that nobody sees every day, but everybody criticizes on the surface. The Baylor women in action tonight in Lubbock against Texas Tech on the air at 6.30, tip off at 7 right here on ESPN Central Texas. Television tonight on Big 12 Now on ESPN+. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. This is ESPN Central Texas. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. Clouds will be on the increase tonight with low temperatures falling to 31 degrees. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds tomorrow. Highs topping out at 59. And then late Thursday into early Friday, a cold front moves through, but no rain associated with it. Just cooler weather with mostly sunny skies on Friday and 55. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry has been practicing dentistry in Waco for 23 years. Her caring staff prides itself on having over 135 combined years of dedication to creating healthy, beautiful smiles. Jennifer Grant DDS offers all aspects of dentistry, general cosmetic, preventative, and whitening, and there's no need to be afraid of the dentist. Jennifer Grant DDS offers non-IV sedation. New patients are welcome, and most insurance plans are accepted. Jennifer Grant Family Dentistry, where you'll be treated like family. JenniferGrantDDS.com. Call today. Central Texas horse enthusiasts find a large selection of saddles at Appaloosa Trading Post Rodeo Pond. They feature new and used saddles from names like Billy Cook and Cactus. Plus, they have a large selection of children's saddles. Trade-ins are welcome and financing is available. Apply today by texting 16118-222462. You'll enjoy one-on-one customer service at the world's best western store, Appaloosa Trading Post and Rodeo Pond, 3101 North Robinson Drive in Waco, and on Facebook. Baylor Sports Beat, weekdays at 7.55 a.m. and 5.25 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed liners, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for car pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty. CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. Uncle Dan's Barbecue and Rib House is one of Waco's longest, continuous, family-owned barbecue restaurants. Since 1978, Uncle Dan's has been offering delicious ribs made from scratch sides, the famous Texas tater, and prime beef brisket. Convenient drive through windows and sit-down dining allow customers to be served in whichever way they desire. Uncle Dan's is proud to serve Central Texas Monday through Saturday with locations in Waco and Hewitt. Come visit the loyal staff at Uncle Dan's today and experience their rich history and family recipes.
ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Number four, Baylor blows past Kansas State last night back in the Farrell Center, 74-49. Texas beat TCU 73-50. Two games tonight in the Big 12, number 23, Iowa State at Oklahoma State and OU at West Virginia. Number 11, Baylor women are in Lubbock tonight facing Texas Tech. 7 o'clock tip and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Elsewhere in the Big 12, Oklahoma State at OU. Kansas at number 13, Iowa State. Number 25, Kansas State at number 9, Texas. Cowboys' Micah Parson was named both Rookie of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the Year by the Pro Football Writers of America. Mavericks lose Tim Hardaway Jr. last night to a fractured foot in the loss to the Warriors 130-92. Mavs have a back-to-back tonight in Portland. Tip is at 9 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Show. Aaron Sexton alongside the uh, women play. Baylor women play tonight, uh, 7 o'clock. That's at ESPN 12, uh, Plus, Big 12 Now, I believe they call all that. And uh, we'll uh, we'll get to all gather around. And uh, maybe they'll put Lance Blanks on it. Maybe Lance Blanks will do the game. Goodness gracious. Baylor men are on a Lance Blanks. I love Lance as a player. I did. It's just like it doesn't seem like broadcasting is really for him. But uh, that'll be fun. Uh, we'll have that game on ESPN Central Texas. And, of course, uh, uh, if you want to listen to it, listen right here because Derek and Sophia do such a nice job and uh, always good to, uh, to catch up with uh, them. And uh, as uh, John Morris was talking about, uh, the Baylor women going for their, uh, fourth, uh, their fourth consecutive win in conference play. I like that. It'll be exciting tonight. All right, there was something that John Morris did uh, earlier this week that I really liked, and I wanted to, you know, I know everybody doesn't get to listen to all three hours from three to six every day. So in case you missed it, uh, John had, uh, and I also encourage you to listen to 7 to 9 a.m. every day. That's Tom Barfield and Ward Weitz. I wanted you to listen. Mark Vidal, who was such a huge part of uh, what uh, Baylor did in that national championship team, is now a member of the Kansas City Chiefs. In fact, he will be playing uh, Sunday for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Now, when I say he's playing, he's on the team, he's usually inactive, all that kind of stuff. But he is part of the organization, and I've been fascinated and sort of wanted to reach out. Well, John did just that and landed an interview with Mark Vidal. He's always a fun interview. He's just a great guy and kind of a just a cool guy to talk to. So here is a portion of that interview. Here's John Morris, part of the John Morris Show, talking to Mark Vidal, former Baylor basketball great. And back with us inside the Allen Samuel Studios and pleased to be joined now by former Baylor basketball standout turned NFL pro. Mark Vidal joins us now. Mark, on short notice, thanks for being on with us. Hey, man, how's it going? Uh, It's doing great. How about you? Good, man. Glad to hear your voice. <laughs> I'm glad to hear your voice, too. It's a lot of fun, but it really is. Thanks for your time. Uh, tell us about uh, everybody around here, I'm sure, in your area in Kansas City, still buzzing about that Kansas City win over Buffalo on Sunday. What was that like to uh, to be there and witness? Oh, man, that was the real definition of game of runs, man. Like, uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> that 
that there's a lot of feelings and emotion going into that game, man. It's, it went from when we were down to when we was up to when we had a big lead to the kick to the Travis uh, catching it. Man, it's crazy. Like honestly, man, I'm gonna say there's a lot of emotion, and where we just on the sideline, like wow, fingers crossed, you know, shaking, jumping, cheering. It, it was crazy. That's pretty wild. I keep watching. I watched uh, most of that game Saturday. I keep looking for you on the sidelines there. Were you on the <laughs> sidelines for that one? Yes, sir. I've been uh, a lot of home games, man. I've been gotcha. on the home games. Hot. Just hot, man. It's just my time. <laughs> That's good. Your guy, uh, Travis Kelsey, I guess you're in the meeting rooms with him. Man, he made a huge play late in that game. Man, bro, Travis is one of the smartest guys with the highest IQ in football, man. He's really good. Like, honestly, man, I sit here in our stadium and I watch him and I just see how he breaks down film to how he talks uh, to the way he warm up, man. Like I'm saying, bro, like everything that I'm getting is coming from him, you know. So uh, for him to get that touchdown, man, he deserved that because, man, ain't no better way to – who else were you going to throw it to? You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, Travis yeah, exactly. That guy you're supposed to get the ball to. Yeah. You know, that's the greatest sight of all time. Man, that's great. How helpful is he to you as a uh, younger player in the league? Man, it's crazy, man. Like, when I first got here, man, Travis was one of the first people to ever come up to me, man. Like, he was the first guy to come with open arms. Uh, man, he dabbed me up, gave me a hug, man. He told me that he watched me when I played basketball. Next thing you know, he changed from just being only a player to being a mentor to now he's a brother. You know, I can call him – uh, anytime outside of football, just talk to him about regular stuff. And, man, he's a sports fanatic, man. He loves sports. He watched all the college games. He loved watching uh, Baylor basketball, man. He assisting Larry back here for real. Hmm. But, um, man, Travis is so helpful to me, man. He's like, he reminds me of a lot of Ish. A lot of Ishmael Wainwright, man. He reminds me of that. Yeah. You know, I always wanted to be that big brother to me. Wow, that's really cool. How about uh, how about those two quarterbacks? You know, Josh Allen for Buffalo and your guy Patrick Mahomes. I mean, they were two gunslingers going at it the entire game. Man, those two guys, bro. They I've seen some on uh, Twitter saying that they're the new Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Hmm. I wouldn't push it as far as that, but I would say this, man. They their own quarterbacks, man, and they're unique. I'm like I legit watched that game and was like, okay, now I I, I truly see why. These guys got these names, and they get paid the way they is because when it comes to crunch time, they both performing. Yeah, that was fun to watch. What a great game. Congratulations to you guys, the Chiefs, uh, advancing to the AFC Championship game. Man, what a great uh, accomplishment, and you're right in the middle of it. Man, you know I'm a winner, man. I love associating myself with winning. I just love winning. So uh, a lot of people don't understand that a lot of uh, what the practice squad guys don't get a lot of respect for a recognition for it, but man, we're going. We're in practice, man. We're we working hard. You know, we show uh, the defense a good look. Then they show the offense a good look, man. Like I said, man, I just see this as a red shirt here. But man, just experiencing it, man. Just experiencing the environment, the arenas, and everything. It's different. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's it's a great journey right now, and I'm loving it. That is great. What's the biggest difference for you, or what was the biggest learning curve for you, you know, coming from your basketball career here going into professional football? Man, the film, the playbook is by far the most different thing I ever witnessed, man. It's, <laughs> when I first got here and I looked at that playbook, man, it looked like math. <laughs> it's like a whole bunch really? of mathematic problems. <laughs> it's just mathematic problems, a lot of things, and 
different stuff, man. Like a lot of uh, routes that we used to call as kids. Remember my last time I played when I was 13? Right. You know, it's, uh, I thought it would be called a fly route. You just run straight. It's called an all-go. So this whole time, <laughs> I'm learning uh, as I'm going. That's great. And I know, I mean, I've seen the scout, you know, that you guys had here at Baylor. That was pretty intensive, too. But this is uh, this is on another level, huh? Nah, this next level, man. Like, you got to – it's, it's this is got to learn everybody. The coaches, too, man. You got to know the signals. You got to learn the plays. You got to know the playbook, man. It's all uh, new to me, you know what I'm saying? And uh, Travis and uh, Coach Melvin, all the tight ends in that room, man, they've been helpful. Even outside of my uh, position, you know, the receivers, the Ty- Tyreek Hill and the quarterback, everybody, the defense, they've been just helping me. All right, here's a, here's a question for you. If you line up, who's faster, you or Tyreek Hill? Me, of course. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Tyreek is not fast. All right. Uh huh. That dude can fly, man. That he can fly. <laughs> yeah, he can fly. That, he can run, bro. He he his like his jog speed is my actual. Speed. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's right. That's pretty his amazing. Speed is my actual speed. That's crazy. That's amazing. So, uh, have you uh, thought about it much, or you just have your head down working? Uh, you guys are one win away from going to the Super Bowl this year. Man, that's crazy, man. I ain't going to lie to you. I, I haven't really been paying attention in it because uh, at the end of the day, man, I've been just trying to really lock in and still learn it because someday I want to play in that Super Bowl and the AFC Championship. Uh, so, I've just been really just locking into it. But I do also recognize that, man, it's a chance I can, within a year span, have a national championship, an AFC championship, and a Super Bowl. Yeah. And that's, I don't think that's heard of. Yeah, I just thought of that too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would dare say maybe that's never been done before. Maybe it has, but I, I would be surprised if that's ever been done before. I don't think so, man. I don't know. And I also play, like I said, man, I have a great journey, man. I had an opportunity to see the NBA, did the summer league, the transition over to the NFL, and now I'm in a winning position. You know, it's all God's plan. Man, that is so great. I'm so happy for you. And like I said, I'm, it's great to hear your voice. Uh, I know you keep up with uh, this year's Baylor team. How about these guys sitting at 16-2 uh, and two right now? Man, yeah, man. Hey, I'm so proud of them. I watch every game. I watch every single game. My thing is uh, when when we lost the games, people got to remember, man, we also lost, and it was a tough loss, but it's a good loss. You know what I'm saying? They learned, and now they're back on the track. You know, they play again tonight at 7. Yes. Uh yeah, they go there. They gonna go at it, man. I've been paying attention, man. I love that Kendall Brown, <laughs> and I like the guard, man. Kendall Brown, man. I love that boy, Kendall Brown. That is great. He's fun. What about Sohan? He's been injured, but have you seen him play much, Jeremy Sohan? Yeah, I watch. Yeah, I watch a lot of Sohan, man. He's like I said, man. They all got a combination of a team that can win the championship again. You know what I'm saying? Once they go on a run, they they can't be stopped. And you know I love Adam and Matt. You know sure. I love my original guys. That's, you know, but man, I love like I said, I love Kendall. <laughs> there's like a lot Kendall. Yeah, there's a lot to love there. There really is. I know you were busy uh when we opened the season and had the ring presentation ceremony, the championship ring. Uh but have you gotten yours yet? I haven't got mine yet. All right. <laughs> Coach is holding on to back. it. Yeah. Yeah, hold on. So I'm gonna come down and I'm gonna try to come get it. Uh probably at one of these games. And um, I want to present it in front of the whole Baylor family. You know, I want to be around Baylor Nation for one last time and, uh, you know, get that last hoorah, you know, and go ahead and 
you know, watch a game, man. That's that's how I want to do it. That's cool. That'd be great. So after the Super Bowl, let's say that after the Super Bowl, then we'll after get you down here. Yeah. After we win the Super Bowl. What about uh, tell us this in Kansas City? Those fans are great up there. What's that atmosphere like at a game in Arrowhead Stadium? Man, it's the place we rocking. It's loud. It's crazy, man. You see, you see guys running on the field like you seen last game. You see. Man, just fans that love, love, love the guys. Like, man, every jersey is a Kelsey or a Patrick or a Tyreek Hill, you know what I'm saying? And you actually see how much they support, you know? And it, and the guys do so much good for the city that, you know, the fans love them to do. That's really cool. And uh, and everybody in your locker room, I mean, they know what you did at Baylor. They know that journey, that part of your journey, right? Uh, yeah, as you know, man, Patrick and Tyreek Hill gave me a hard time because, of course, they went to Tech, Oklahoma State. <laughs> right. Um, so I really, I really began a hard time because of what I did. So I can't talk. I can't really talk about it. But man, <laughs> they be killing me, man. They're like, oh, you wish you was out there and could help. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Well, it is great to catch up with you. I appreciate your time. Thanks very much. And know how many people here uh, love and appreciate you. And we got our eyes on you and the Chiefs coming up this Sunday and then hopefully uh, two weeks after that in the Super Bowl. But we're really proud of you and proud for you. Thanks for your time. Man, thank you so much, man. And one thing I got to say is, man, Macy OT, we're going to beat y'all Saturday. We're going to beat y'all Sunday. <laughs> Cincinnati, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. And Macy, Maceo's a big Bengals fan, isn't he? Uh-huh. We're going to tear him up. we got to win it. <laughs> All right. Very good. Mark, thanks for your time. Sure appreciate it. Thanks for having me. All right, bud. Thanks very much. That is uh, the great Mark Vidal, former Baylor basketball standout, now in the practice squad with the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, pretty cool right there is, uh, is our own John Morris, the voice of the Bears, Catches up with Mark Vidal, who is uh, just one of the great all-time personalities at Baylor, a great player, just an enormous part of that national championship run. And now on the practice squad for the Chiefs. I believe he was with the Seahawks for a little while. I was trying to remember where he caught on. And this follows a tradition of other players trying, uh, Baylor basketball players trying football. Uh, Ish Wainwright finished out his career uh, on the football team. And then uh, Ish is now in the NBA and playing on the Phoenix. He's with the Phoenix Suns on their uh, roster. In fact, uh, he's been getting some time. And then uh, Rico Gathers was a great player for uh, Scott Drew. And Rico Gathers spent some time with the Cowboys. And now Mark Vidal is trying to see if he can uh, carve out a career as a tight end. He obviously has uh, unbelievable athletic ability, has great leaping ability it's just if you hadn't played football in a long time to it's just it's really difficult to get up to speed I I will say from having a little bit of a up close view on the Rico Gathers thing Rico did some things that were outstanding uh, in terms of catch you know like uh, in the open field making some plays in the preseason uh, he's a guy that you thought could be a red zone but you know, to line up, even though he's a bruising, huge, built-type guy, he just, um, you know, it was just hard for him to adapt to all the different things, all the nuances that you have to learn about who to block, all the schemes, all those things that are involved. It's, it, it, you, can't, you can't just after being gone for that long. Now, that doesn't mean, 
that Vital can't do it. Vital, if anybody can try to figure it out, it'd be Mark Vital because uh, he's uh, he is really, really um, uh, outstanding at being able to figure out things on the fly. So uh, that was fun, and uh, we'll see where that goes as uh, both Chiefs and the Bengals get ready to go, and we start uh, tomorrow we'll really start looking at the games and getting you ready for those matchups and um, talking about, uh, you know, who's favored and how we think this thing's going to break down. But I, I thought it was funny today, Aaron, I saw that uh, a note how they're worried at, uh, at that SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles that, oh, my gosh, the it looks like maybe there'll be more 49ers fans than Rams fans. Well, I mean. That's kind of what happened recently. Those teams got together and played late, you know, like the last game of the regular season, and the exact same thing happened. The, the San Francisco fans took it over. So it stands to reason that um, that's going to happen. Now, what's the average seat going for? I look like close to $1,000. That doesn't mean everybody's paying $1,000 per seat, but that's just how it's going. But with the secondary market, there is uh, it's trending like the 49ers could take over that stadium. That's a little bit embarrassing, but it happens. It's already happened during the regular season. It stands to reason it could happen in the NFC title game. All right, Matt Mosley show, Aaron Sexton alongside. It is time for the dismount. We get you ready for some Baylor women's basketball. It's next. ESPN Central Texas is 1660 AM, 92.3 FM, and 100.9 FM. You don't drive just an average truck or do just an average job. So get to Northern Tool. With brands like Milwaukee, Steel, Lincoln, Honda, and more, we bring the power. We're definitely not your average tool store. Visit our store or buy online and pick it up curbside. Northern Tool and Equipment. Quality tools for serious work. Shop Northern Tool and Equipment this week for our inventory reduction sale. Save up to 50% on heaters, moving carts, and dollies, batteries, hand tools, and more. A bank in any town USA treats everyone like, well, anyone. At Central National Bank, we provide Central Texans with a different kind of banking. We believe in people over processes, listening over telling, and helping our customers over helping ourselves. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. How are you feeling today? More than an empty question, it's a real reminder to reach out to coworkers, friends, family, and neighbors. Remind them to get the care they need. Someone you know may be delaying important emergency care, chronic care, or emotional care. At Ascension Providence, appointments are available now with strict precautions in place for your safety and our care. Ask about virtual visits. The ER at Ascension Providence Hospital is open 24-7. Get the care you need at GetProvidenceCare.com. Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at CentexSportsFan.com. For over 40 years, CTWP has been making life easier for business owners. We offer long or short-term leases on day-to-day copiers, wide-format copiers, shredders, and mailing machines. At CTWP, you can choose from Xerox, Lexmark, Kyocera, Konica Minolta, Canon, FP, and more. Make sure your money stays in Central Texas. Locally owned since 1979. Stop by 3730 Franklin Avenue in Waco or online at ctwp.com. 
Kick off your new year with the Start Something New sales event. The 2021 Chrysler 300 has total values of $4,000 or 0% for 72 months and $2,000 in bonus cash. And the new 2021 Dodge Charger gets 0% for 72 months. For all first responders, get an extra $500. Shop for power, performance, style, and reliability today from Allen Samuels and Waco with the Start Something New sales event. Come by. Let's be friends. See dealer for details. All offers have credit requirements. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weintz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Hurley Benefit Services. Number four, Baylor blows past Kansas State last night back in the Farrell Center, 74-49. Texas beat TCU 73-50. Two games tonight in the Big 12, number 23, Iowa State at Oklahoma State and OU at West Virginia. Number 11, Baylor women are in Lubbock tonight facing Texas Tech. 7 o'clock tip and you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. Elsewhere in the Big 12, Oklahoma State at OU. Kansas at number 13, Iowa State, number 25, Kansas State at number 9, Texas. Cowboys' Micah Parson was named both Rookie of the Year and Defensive Rookie of the Year by the Pro Football Writers of America. Mavericks lose Tim Hardaway Jr. last night to a fractured foot in the loss to the Warriors, 130-92. Mavs have a back-to-back tonight in Portland. Tip is at 9 o'clock. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's time now for the Dismount on the Matt Mosley Show. It is Matt Mosley Show, the Dismount, and uh, we have to say goodnight to you. Aaron Sexton, he'll be uh, monitoring things tonight as uh, we have on our air the the Baylor women. Uh, That's a big one uh, because they go to Tech after coming home finally. They hadn't played at home in forever. Got two big wins, including the uh, the huge one uh, Sunday. They got three. Uh, they got three wins in a row now. That was a huge one at Kansas, and that stopped the bleeding. If they start zero and three in Big Twelve play, I mean, I, I, it would have been really uh, ugly. It just would not have been fun. Now, I would say I was listening to some of the comments on uh, John's sports beat, one of those beats he does, Spectrum beats, and all kinds of things. And I was listening to him uh, talk, uh, or, or some of the players talk about how people, um, what they were saying about them or whatever. I, I just, I hope they realize, I mean, I, I think Baylor people genuinely are excited and want things to work out and are not like rooting against them or something. There, there seems to be this constant talk about, and I just think it happens when you make a transition. And, of course, they got off to that rough start. But, again, they're not not—they're like 10 days removed from all that. They're on a nice winning streak. And this is a great test. Texas Tech has a has an uh, excellent young coach who played there and, and seemingly has them headed in the right direction. And they got a, uh, a, a young uh, – actually, a player who's been there a good while, but a tremendous player in – Aaron, does that sound – Vivian – Gray, does that sound right to you? I mean, I've watched her play in the past. That's the name that comes to mind. But uh, the, the, this is a this is a conference now that has one or two tremendous players on every team. I mean, I, maybe with the exception of one or two, maybe TCU or something. But most teams, especially K State, has a player right now, Ioka, who is six foot six and just dominating college basketball. She had 61 the other night. Baylor held her to 31. Now it looks like a great defensive performance. 
she just cannot be stopped. She just overpowers everybody. Good defensive performance the other night, by the way, on Ashley Jones. Good player for Iowa State. And Nalissa, uh, I think Nalissa probably sacrificed some of her defense or some of her offensive numbers uh, by playing such good defense. And they really, they just really did a nice job. Jones is a great player. She's got a sister also on that team. The Jones sisters do a nice job at Iowa State. That, that game and that win meant a lot to Nikki Collin, and she told us about that yesterday on her weekly appearance. It is the Matt Mosley Show. It is Aaron Sexton, the owner and operator of Campus Confidential. We have to say goodnight to you now, but we plan to be back at 4 o'clock tomorrow with a big show planned for you. All of that is coming up next. This is the Spectrum Big 12 Shootaround. A daily look inside Big 12 Conference Basketball. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Big 12 Basketball on today's Spectrum Big 12 shoot-around. Two games on the men's side of the Big 12 Conference last night. Texas winning over TCU 73-50. And Baylor looking every bit the number 